Want to help keep the lights on in Anarchy Basement? Then go to PRLfans.com. There you can find links to Patreon, PayPal, our Bitcoin info, and other ways to help support the podcast. Now, enjoy the show. Hello, I'm Matt Bergman, and you're listening to the Punk Rock Libertarians podcast, episode 311. I'm here tonight with Jared Schneiderman. Hey, guys. James Babb. Hello. Kyle fucking Wagner. Oh, he's still not back? <laughs> okay. Isn't this like oh, the was back. time yeah. in a row? Dude? Yeah. Kyle's like slacking mad. <laughs> uh, I, we've got Eisen, Isaac Lindenberger is back hey. on the program tonight. What's good? All right. Yeah. 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 Uh, great to see you guys. So... You know, number one on our topics, um, Isaac brought up uh, settle hashtag settle for Biden. Oh my gosh! So, is, is, is so this trending? is actually a hashtag where people are saying, "Hey guys, come on, let's just settle for Biden." Oh no, dude! This is like a whole campaign. Like this okay. is like Trump is like make America great again, and Biden is settle for Biden. Like it's not the official campaign, but they've got shirts, they've got ads, they've got memes. Like one of the memes says, "Uninspiring, but he has uh, my vote." Yeah, like uh, <laughs> my friend, my friend Jared Schneiderman wanted me to ask if they had settled for Biden penis pumps. Yeah, that's actually one of their top products. Oh wow! Oh, it, it's very yeah. relevant if you think about it. All right, I have a gift for Matt's birthday then. Oh, mm. yeah. <laughs> there you go. We'll all get him one. <laughs> so, so is this? Um. Uh, is this like a a real like? Is it really in support of Biden, or is, yes, is, do you think yes. it's like an ah? It's by it's like real. Trump supporters. It is real. They've got pictures of people who are deciding to vote for Biden, and they're like, "He's settling for Biden. Why can't you?" Like, <laughs> yeah, but to me that sounds like, like perfect, you. That sounds like him. the perfect Trump ad. She's like, a victim of sexual assault, and she can vote for a rapist. Why, what can you do for Biden? You know, like, <laughs> that's hilarious. Dude, that's the ad, and it's like this is your guy. Yeah, if this is if who it, you want yeah. to yeah. run, this this woman's husband was put in jail for smoking a joint thanks to thanks to Kamala Harris. They've settled for Biden. Why can't you? You know, like I mean, uh, like just go through these people that have been ruined and destroyed and raped well, I mean, and molested. That's what I'm and, saying. Like, that, settling. That sounds like a great. Yeah, like a great like when you Joe put it Jorgensen like that, or Trump ad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like when you put it like that, who doesn't want to sell for Biden? <laughs> Dude, it's crazy. And I saw this on a leftist show actually. Kyle Kalinsky. He's like, I'm I'm not gonna compromise my principles. Like this this ad is saying compromise your principles to vote in party line. Like that's the ad. <laughs> it's not even yeah. convincing leftists. <laughs> Kyle Kalinsky is he's like what a Bernie bro? Yeah, he is. He is. He's like this dude doesn't even represent one of my five biggest topics. I'm not voting for him. Hey, I uh, appreciate Kyle, that Kyle Wagner. Yeah. Kyle Wagner, question. What's up with guys named Kyle being status bitches? Uh, you know, I'm I'm not sure. They're they're known as uh, you know, um, adrenaline junkies typically. Hashtag bros, and bros. Yeah, I, I don't typically uh, fit that mold. I'm a little more uh, personally conservative in my activities. Um, Do you I play punch ice drywall? Hockey. That's that's about it. You know. Do you punch drywall though? 
I have punched drywall once, yes. <laughs> oh, do you drink monsters? No, I do not. <laughs> no. Hey. I just okay, went to settle for Biden settleforbiden.org because I, I googled the hashtag and this came up as the top results settleforbiden.org and it says it's time to settle <laughs> settle for biden is a grassroots no group. way it says settle for biden is a, <laughs> yeah. is a grassroots group of former elizabeth warren and bernie sanders supporters who recognize joe biden's flaws but know that our nation will not survive four more years of donald trump settle <laughs> I told you it's real, dude. But Trump is far, far worse. And they've got an Instagram feed. They've got um, it's real. Well, the, these are the people that the Jorgensen campaign seems to be targeting. You know, they're trying to go after uh, the people that are the 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 Bernie, the far, the really progressive side. That's like that doesn't want establishment Joe Biden, right? Dude, right. this is so this is so ready to run with. Right, like for us to just start adding into the Instagram feed, just take it one next to the next level, just the next logical step, you know, like, like, oh man, yeah, like, you know, Joe Biden sniffed my kids and I'm gonna settle, you know, like. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still voting for him and that was my kid up there that rubbed yeah. his leg hair. Yeah, like, it's <laughs> my kid on the lips and she's only nine, but I'm settling, you know, like. This Trump is much worse. Yeah. This could be great meme fodder. Oh my god! Yeah, it, it makes Trump, people mad at you too. Right? It's crazy. If I you made don't a post. Settle? Yeah, I was like voting blue. No, if you if you don't settle, I made a post. I was like voting blue no matter who is how tyrants get into power. Please think harder than this. And everyone's like, you don't get to say that right now. We have a tyrant what? in power. Oh. <laughs> hey guys, so they like, always say. Yeah, so like last night I was hanging out with Status Ned and we were just like chilling on his porch, smoking some weed, like talking about shit. And he was like, and it, it's, I felt like he was getting some things off of his chest. And he was saying, yo, I got to vote for Joe Biden because Joe Biden's the only person that'll save us from the coronavirus. Um, Donald Trump's going to destroy the country. Hmm. Hmm. What do you think about that? How is, how is Joe Biden going to save us from coronavirus? I don't know. That, that's what that's, I asked. That's I'm a good I'm question. Like, I'm like, how is Joe Biden not half senile? How is, <laughs> yeah. how is Joe Biden like less cognitively there than Donald Trump? I think, yeah, that, less I think the whole cognitive How thing is he is not fake. less cognitively there than Donald Trump? And it's I think not like just... Biden has any great coronavirus policies, like anything he said that's like, oh, that's right. so impressive. Like, Yeah, I mean, the scary thing about Biden, too, is kind of like... He could be, what if he's like president for like fucking two months and then they figure out he's like fucking senile and then Kamala Harris becomes president. That's the really oh. scary thing about Biden. Yeah. Well, I'm sure Kamala Harris has already pledged obedience to Goldman Sachs and Israel and the military industrial complex and whatever. So that's not going to be blue. an issue. That's, that's a and backup. But I think, I, think, I think the whole senility thing is, is, uh, is fake, right? Or they're just trying to play it up. Anything to not talk about the the kid sniffing and the and the leg hair in the pool and the and the and the, <laughs> the, the, the credible rape allegations and the crime bill and the, the his Do you think whole he's acting senile to distract from that stuff. Well, it's theoretically possible, it? right? Like, yeah, if, if, it could be. 
Someone asked him if he was going senile, actually. And he was like, well, did you just do cocaine before? How do I know yeah. you're not high on cocaine? Like, Well, no, they, they asked him if he had taken a, uh, a test or a cognitive ability test. And it. he was like, oh, did you take a cocaine test before you started this interview? <laughs> yeah, they got a little defensive. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, what? And his son was the one who had used cocaine in the past. So it's like a yeah, son, his, Freudian his son, slip. His son smoked you know, crack. For, for all you know, that reporter and, and Biden did coke just prior to the interview, like like right there in the in the green room, right? Like, oh yeah, who, maybe who that's why he said it. Yeah, who knows? Got some in his nose still, dude. <laughs> Tony Montana over there. I, I do think it's possible if Biden wins that the coronavirus will be portrayed differently in the media. You know, it will be downplayed more. Maybe the media is uh, hyping it up because Trump's in, in power and making it a bigger crisis than it is. Maybe. I, I thought about that as well. I, but I'm it seems sure. like all the Democratic governors are the ones making hay with it. So right, exactly. I don't really so, understand right. how That's that really is. Too. Yeah, I mean, maybe they're boosting it up to like, uh, to like kind of like um, ignite rage against Trump. That's Every what I'm tyrant. Thinking. Every tyrant has a plan to use coronavirus to advance their power up and yeah. down the food chain oh. at all levels. So, you know, they've all got something in mind. I found I, out a hack to find out if someone's manipulating data in your region for coronavirus deaths. Hey, uh, Kyle, hey, Kyle, question. Mm -hmm. Have you thought about how you could use coronavirus to advance statism? Uh, I have not given that much thought, no, but I, I, did I don't ask, believe you, but whatever. I did ask my dad <laughs> the other day if he thought that uh, it was overblown, our reaction is overblown, and he said it, he didn't think that it was. I mean, my dad's t actually, even though he's a Trump supporter, he actually leans toward, uh, you know, more masks, and um, he has some fear of it. And I just, I just was like, you know, I've been hearing both sides, but I've been hearing a lot on the right saying that this whole thing's a, either a fraud or that, you know, the masks are part, the start of a slippery slope toward tyranny and we shouldn't be wearing masks and, uh, and all this stuff. And, and I'm like, hey, I, maybe it is overblown. I don't know. Um, but my dad said three of the 10 people in his company have contracted coronavirus, which is a very high rate. You know, it's yeah. much higher than the, the rate in the general population. So right. may maybe he's right. Maybe it's not overblown. I don't know. Well, there's a way to tell if, if in your area it's overblown or not. And you have to look at deaths, not cases. Because cases like the test kits are questionable and, you know, whether or not the hospitals have an incentive to have more people who are sick. You have to you look know, at overall deaths, look right? Questionable. You have to look at overall deaths in your region. So the overall deaths of this thing throughout the world is around 0 0.7, 0.6% of people who get it die. So... If your area has like 3% deaths, it's being exaggerated. If it has like closer to a percent, it's more likely on point. Be careful, and, uh, Isaac, though, because once people realize that it's the deaths that they should really be paying attention to, then that's the number that'll start getting manipulated. They'll start creating <laughs> more deaths to, to continue with the scam, right? They're like, that's oh, true. they say they want, okay, they require deaths now. Well, okay, at first thing, they boys. thought 6%, you know? right? 5%. 4% death rate, which is insane. It's more like 0.6. Now, that's not to underestimate it, though, because even though it's a lot less than they said, that's still six times worse than the flu, because the flu capped in at 0.1%. So it's not as bad as they, they're saying, but it's still worse than the flu. So it's like there's a medium of severity that uh, needs to be contextualized to understand the situation. Yeah, for sure.
But yeah, hopefully that doesn't mess up anything because if people start messing with death rates now, uh, it's not my fault. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's not like they wouldn't do it. They're like, well, yeah. if, if you know, if more people were dying, we could have more power. Interesting. You know? <laughs> Case I, I rates have... aren't enough anymore. Half-baked well, is... test kits. There is a way to look at also to look at uh, just overall deaths, right? Just from anything, because as many people pointed out, a lot of deaths are being counted as COVID, even if they weren't directly caused by COVID. And then in other cases, they're they're missing they're missing the test, so they they don't confirm it as a COVID death. Um, but if you count, like if you were to look at New York when they had their big, you know, breakout, you could just look at overall deaths just from any cause in that city. And compare that to previous years and find that it was like just crazy high. It was like more deaths than happened on 9-11 in the period of like one month or something like that. Oh, so, yeah. Oh, yeah. Look at the accelerated death rate compared to baseline. Right. Exactly. Right. That's a good strategy. Yeah. The, the Adam and Dr. Drew show was talking about um, how people are fearful now. And he said he remembers back in the day when there was something like this, people had a let's fight this mentality. You know, we need to fight this disease. We need to beat this disease. And now it's sort of a cower in fear mentality. And that got me thinking, you know, um, Adam wrote a book called uh, In 50 Years, We'll All Be Chicks. Um, I mean, you could call him misogynist or sexist, but he does write and talk quite a bit about uh, this mentality of um, – more feminine energy or taking over our thinking or taking over our, our way of behaving. And I, it just got me thinking, you know, I'm playing ice hockey with all these like men and it's like, I don't, I don't know. I don't really see the, uh, the, the courage or the, you know, this, this disease is, uh, no, no big deal or anything like that. It's, I guess there's just a lot of fear out there of this disease. Kyle, that's interesting you said that because there's an experiment in social psychology that researches war metaphors and the chances somebody will take a disease seriously. So if you talk in like language like we have to fight this disease together and, and battle it like it's a, a, th- a threat like that, mm-hmm. it actually disengages people from, from proactively preventing the spread because it's, uh, I don't know, it's got that kind of scary war vibe to it. But instead, if you go like, you could help people by supporting them with this virus, it's more likely to encourage voluntary pro-social behavior. So I think that's potentially some of what you're seeing is the change in rhetoric on how we get people to support this kind of stuff. I wouldn't necessarily say it's masculine or feminine. I would say it's more, um, I don't know, it's more like uh, trying to encourage altruism or something like that. You know what I mean? I, I think mm-hmm. feminine may, maybe isn't the right. I mean, based off the book this guy wrote, sounds up his alley, but maybe not. Well, <laughs> I, I, I also had an argument with a conservative on Facebook this week. I would say a libertarian-leaning conservative, um, and he he act, he wants to fight the masks. You know, he's very defiant <laughs> about the masks. He's like, <laughs> fight, I refuse to wear mask. a mask. I refuse to wear a mask. He was like, this is. Um, and then the people in the comments, one of them compared it to like the early steps of the Holocaust, you know, where uh, like this is Jesus. like the stars that they're making you wear, and they're they're just sort of taking it as, well, this is the uh, the elephant's nose under the tent, the tent, or the camel's nose under the tent, right? This is just the start um, of more steps toward tyranny, and then what comes next, you know, um, that you have to you have to get tested for COVID to get employed, 
you know, or, or you're required to get a vaccine for employment or something like that, you know, mandatory vaccines. And he says, if we tolerate, you know, mask mandates, there's only worse things coming down the pike. So I thought that was an interesting thought. I didn't necessarily agree, but, um, you know, that's his position. Yeah. I just met someone like that. I got patronized for wearing a mask in a vape shop the other day. He's like, you really need to be wearing that right now. I'm like, dude, I'm ugly, man. This makes me look so much better. I get way more girls with a mask on, man. What like, state are you in, Isaac? Ohio. Was this Ohio. the proprietor of the shop? Yeah, dude. Like wow. the guy who's supposed to be enforcing the mandate. He's like telling me to take the thing off. I'm like, dude, I get way more girls with this thing, man. I got to keep it. I look terrible. Like I'm not trying to give him a real argument. So. Yeah. I couldn't believe these funny. people I was talking to. They're saying they go into stores with no masks. And I'm like, well, I mean, maybe where they live, it's more possible. In Maryland, literally, I'd never see anybody with no mask. The stores all have big signs, mask required. I, everybody in the store wears a mask. So our culture, at least in this state, is very much like, I mean, it would be really weird if I saw somebody without a mask on. Well, you know, I've talked to like, uh, I was hanging out with a friend earlier. He was in the, uh, you know, the, the food industry, right? He does like a seafood carryout. And I was asking him about like his experience with no maskers. And he, he's a few people like, you know, just blow up inside of his store because he asked him to wear a mask. But, uh, I mean, and I, I've heard about it from other people as well. Like, uh, they've, they've just had like some like nightmarish experiences from people who just roll up and insist that they shouldn't have to wear a mask. Yeah, it's not like a vaccine. Like, you can't do that with a vaccine, you know? Like, that's internal. That's not something that you wear around you. That's like a clothing item, you know? So I think linking it to vaccines is probably a little extreme. It's the start of a, the start of a slippery slope. Like I said, I, I could see that argument, you know, if we'll tolerate the mask mandate, what's the next mandate? I got, I, I guess it's I already, can see it's that. already on the, it's on the way. Like whatever I, I've stopped wearing masks and uh, here in Arizona, there's a lot of, all the stores have a sign but nobody said nobody said anything to me. I go right into the grocery store, I go right into the gas station, I go right in everywhere. Nobody cares. They're all kind of like I think blindly obeying because they feel their obedience is is like required. But like you can tell, nobody nobody actually cares. Dude, nobody's um, nobody's mentioning it. Nobody's hey, even looking at me funny. Hey, hey Babs, is, it, is there a chance they're just recognizing your right privilege? My, my white privilege. Your, 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 white, white, privilege. your white privilege. Well, I, whatever works, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I, I have a feeling that anybody could do this. However, of any of any color or gender. Some All people. Right. Some Maybe. some people are hesitant to confront others. You know, I, I know that I am personally, but I know that you know, like people from New York and New Jersey are not at all hesitant to confront. Um, but but maybe they just don't want to. They don't want to initiate a confrontation with you. It's possible. Great. So that works for everybody. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. true. I mean, I want to just ask you guys real quick. Don't you think that mask mandates are like on the borderline within? I don't think it's appropriate, but it's kind of borderline. But obviously, a vaccine mandate to go into a store is too far. Like masks are more questionable, but a vaccine is like that's totalitarian. Isn't that intuitive? Well, I mean, I, who's, I, I, who's, I, I, who's setting the rule though? That's I, I want to respect. The, I want to respect the rules of the property owner, and yeah, I do. Exactly. 
And and if I thought that and if I, going to a store that the property owner wanted me to wear a mask, I would do it or not go there. No problem yeah. with that, right? Yeah. But what's happening is, well, it's the law. You got to put the sign up. Okay, we put the sign up. That doesn't mean they don't. They want you to wear a mask. Like it's just, it, it becomes uh, unclear. So I look what for signs want. like. Yeah, I. But then you can tell, like, when you look at the, if you can see them, when like they can't, when they're like thinking nobody else is looking, and a bunch of the employees aren't wearing them, and nobody like they're talking to each other without them, you know that's right. You know that's right. I take the cues from that because it's difficult to tell otherwise. But I otherwise, you know what? I'd let them just if somebody wants to say something like, oh, you know, we ask that you wear a mask you know, then I would accept that as the property owner wanted me to do that. But what if they um, wanted you to be vaccinated though? It, even for a business owner, doesn't that seem, doesn't that seem too far? Yeah, it's too yeah, far for so a business owner and they would have no way of checking, right? You just be like, yeah, oh, yeah I'm know. vaccinated. Well, they might, right. they could demand proof and and then I would just leave and that's, mm-hmm. that's, Dude. that's fine. Yeah, it's like, dumb, but like it's what fine. if they what if they start insisting on anal swabs to be able to like tell if you've been vaccinated, dude? Well, then I'm going shopping everywhere in town, dude. <laughs> yeah, that'll be right behind you with that swab. <laughs> uh, uh, I I don't worry about the the tyranny of the private business personally. I worry definitely worry about the tyranny of the government. Uh, that's where I have. Wow, uh, Kyle, that was remarkably unstatist. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I applaud. Well, but you. you do want, but you do want to make sure those businesses are obeying the the the, the government that you voted for, and right. I mean, no, not not particularly. I, I'm I'm just like I'm saying that my concern would be the government says this vaccine is mandatory, right? I'm not sure how I would feel about that, especially well, what if the government says this mask is mandatory. Is that what's the difference? I guess well, I, a vaccine's covered by uh, a HIPAA. So okay. it's a private well, medical. And I think that's a question. Like, what is more intrusive? Like, well, the, the vaccine. Your, Obviously, yeah, the vaccine. I would say it's so. Like altering your it's body chemistry. Sticking, exactly. It's sticking your arm with the needle. I mean, wearing a mask is like just putting a piece of cloth yeah. on your face. Well, yeah. It's a difference I mean, of degree, but not of, of kind. Yeah. Well, so. if we're talking about a mandate, yeah, all mandates in my eyes are... Differences of degree. Differences of degree, exactly, yeah. Yeah, they're all um, mandates, yeah. But they're all mandates. They're all government force. Mask is force. still too far, but it's, like, understandable, right? What about requiring uh, shoes? too far. Requiring shoes? Most yeah. businesses uh, Does the government require shoes? Is that a, I think that's probably a private thing. I think it is, too. I mean, if you're in a restaurant, I imagine that uh, the FDA could come in and shut you down. The, the only place I've ever seen... The only seen, place I've ever still. seen the shoe sign is on uh, 7-Eleven. They have shirt and sh- shirt and shoes required. <laughs> um, yeah, but pants still optional. Pants are up. Yes, yeah. yes, they are. Oh, I know what I was going to say. So I was trying to think of uh, mandates, right? And I was talking to mm-hmm. this guy. His name's Rocco. Uh, like I said, he's a liberty conservative, uh, starting to really lean towards Trump. And and he's definitely I've over the years has drifted away from his Ron Paul roots in my opinion, but um, so I was trying to defend the mandate for masks, not in this context because I actually don't agree with mandating masks right now. But I I was trying to think of a circumstance where we might say you know government in that case would be justified or that would be a good idea to mandate masks. And I said well what if what if the fatality rate of COVID 
or, you know, was like 30%. Or we had a real, real serious, like, movie-level problem here where, you know, right. 30 40% of the population was, de- was dying like or dead or plague. dying. Yeah. And, you think you're gonna need, and you think you're going to need a mandate at that point to right. make people cooperate? No, of course you're not going to need a mandate. <laughs> the more desperate well, it gets, the more voluntary cooperation you would get. It's this bullshit that requires the mandate. Right. When there's a legitimate threat, I think everyone will be like totally on board. I don't know about that, though, James, because there's a lot of conflicting evidence on whether or not masks are even good for you. And a lot of people who don't wear masks think think that masks are bad for you and actually uh, the opposite of effective. So I'm not so sure that even if this was 50 percent, let's say masks aside, let's say masks aside, because, yes, like you said, there, there is some question. There's some questioning. There's some controversy around that, but right. I mean, if it was like social distancing, right? I think be, if everyone's dying, I, yeah. I'm if everyone's staying, dying, you're yeah, staying inside your fucking your, house. Thirty percent of your family and bosses and coworkers and and dentists are dead. Then yeah, you're probably gonna just I just hunker down and hope for, you know pray. I don't know. Yeah, we'd know. actually be uh, sheltering in place. Totally. Is that what they called it? I don't yeah. know if I'd even be willing Something to talk like to you guys on Zoom at that point. You know, like, <laughs> well, we could just wear masks on Zoom, right? I've got one over here somewhere. I mean, that kind of that kind of mortality rate is what you see in the movies, right? About you know epidemics or pandemics. Yeah, it's, right. It like literally everybody's turning into a zombie or something like that. You know, so th- this has been compared to the movie pandemics, very mild in my opinion. <laughs> very disappointing. It is. It is. There's a, there's a John Hopkins scientist named Amesh Adalja, and uh, he talks about that. He's like, yeah, this could be way worse. It's not. It could be, but hopefully we learn from this one just in case the next one is that bad and we don't make the same mistakes. So there's We've already learned how to there. control everybody for next time. Great. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully. Or, you know, hopefully everyone can learn how to control themselves. FEMA's learned how to get an early, you know, to confiscate the masks early, right? Like get out in front of, get out in front of the demand, you know. And make sure a- the Surgeon General tweets not to buy masks and they don't work, right? Before mandating them. Yeah, just to give your, <laughs> just to give your chance, your your crew a chance to steal them all. Yeah, exactly. Hike the price and increase doubt in the product, and then make sure everyone has to do it. Yeah. That's public yeah. health for you. The next topic, Matt. Um, Kyle, settle down. <laughs> <laughs> so settle down, Kyle. Yeah, no, no, I, I got you, dude. But uh, so the next co- topic is uh, Cardi B and Joe Biden. So, like, what happened here? There was a conversation between the two, I gather. It was yeah, like, some kind of weird interview. Uh, I don't. Was it? Was it? Did it go viral? Did people care about it? Because I saw it. Like Cardi B, she's famous. Where's uh, um, and she, yeah, she she interviews Biden and calls him L. Biden. It was for it was for L. That's the, the I saw the YouTube video on now this politics, but they said courtesy of the interview is courtesy of L or yeah. L, I guess it's L Magazine E L L E. And uh, they just had highlights from it. So that's why it was a little, um, maybe what Jared was watching was a little um, cut up because it was excerpts no, I, of the interview. No, I was saying it wasn't cut up. I was watching the oh. full, I was watching the full interview on L and L. Okay. Maybe I watched but... the edited version, which was just mm-hmm. bizarre. 
Well, they did start with, she's like, hi, Biden, you know. like, <laughs> And he's like, my name's Joe. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so it was an awkward They call me start. Joey B. We must be related. And her finger was so you know, cringy. It was so oh, why wow, did she? Really? Why did she call him Biden? Like, <laughs> she's an idiot. I don't know. That's just what she's used to, you know. I mean, just maybe read his name in the media and just mentally that's what she thought. Just call him Biden. Well, maybe that's what you should call him. <laughs> Like, what would you call him if you saw him on the street? And you're like, yo, Biden. Much worse, definitely. Get yeah. away from my kid, Biden. So so normally, I don't know. aren't people normally addressed by, like, their highest political office that they've attained? Like, if it was a governor, you'd say, hello, governor, or some. I, that's what I thought the, the etiquette was. Um, so maybe you would say, hey, Mr. Vice President. That's an awkward thing to say, too. Or how about, like, hey, Biden, you fucking leech. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how you would address him properly. Well, I think you know maybe in our circles we should address each other by like our like highest level crime that we've committed. Like, hey, <laughs> felon Jim, you know, or like, hey, yeah, you know, like, <laughs> hey, mis no. misdemeanor Matt. Uh, yeah, misdemeanor I really, Matt. I really don't know what I think you're. He would be a misdemeanant, a misdemeanant. What, Second what degree, that? Steve, bro. What's up? <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the formal intro would be for to use this name, Mr. Vice President, something like that. I don't know. But anyway, he said, call me Joe. So she called him Joe. And then uh, I noticed that her, you know, <laughs> Cardi B, she she just her uh, dialect is, is very interesting. Um, I don't know. She's she's quite a character. So but she gets right into it with uh, she says, here, here are my demands. Right. So she's like, this is what we want. Number one, of course, was we want Trump out. Right. Number two was free Medicare. Number three was free college education. And number four was uh, black people to stop getting killed. So those were her her top uh, top priorities. Now, did Biden respond to those? Because when I heard that, I didn't hear anything except you're the greatest generation and I've got hope for you. And we're well, going to. Uh. I think we watched the same video, which was uh, clips and not the full interview. So. So, no. In that in that clip, I saw the same thing you said you saw, which was he was uh, placating her, uh, calling her the most well-educated, most intelligent, and all. I'm like, do you know who Cardi B is? You know, <laughs> like, is, it, is she We've the same like, one we were, who was talking about like needing a mop and stuff like that? Like, yeah, uh, yeah. yes, for her. Okay, wet so the most intelligent. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, this is 2020. This is this is this is it, man. This is this is good stuff. Well, he's you know he's uh what what do you call it? I, I said placate, but that's not the right word. Um, Patronize. Patronizing. Pander. You know Patronize, he, he's yeah. he's puffing up her ego, talking about how you know the, he her generation gives him hope, and you know they're so engaged and everything. And meanwhile, I'm listening to it like, okay, you want free this and free that, and then everything's just at someone else's expense, right? And, um, you know, I mean, it's just pure greed, but like libertarians have been conditioned not to criticize greed because of Ayn Rand and all that. But like these people are greedy. You know, they want all this stuff and they want someone else to pay for it. So it, it, to me, it's both selfish and greedy. And that's what we're dealing with is a bunch of parasites. The problem is it's also hidden in altruism, right? Because it's saying, oh, we want this so it can be redistributed to others to help them. So it's greed disguised as giving, and that's why it's hard to spot out and weed because it's disguised. Yeah, well, they say, oh, it's for everybody, but really they want it for themselves. 
You know, they right. don't want to pay for their own college. Well, education. or in Cardi B's case, it's for her fan base, right? That, right. Which, her, yeah. You know, which which want you know which would love more free shit. So yeah, free this, free that, and the other thing that bothered they me. They her music. The other thing that bothered me was like this mentality that has developed where it's like the president is Santa Claus and he's going to deliver all of this stuff. Congress is completely out of the equation. Passing laws is out of the equation. It's just, you know, dear daddy dictator, what can you get from me? And uh, it's just terrible. Dear daddy. Well, dictator. at least they don't <laughs> pretend anymore, right? Like they don't say he doesn't. There's no like, well, under the presidential powers, I'm allowed to do. No, nobody even pretends that. Like they're just like, yeah. I like that sound of free stuff. You guys are you guys are with it. You're cool. Yeah, I'm Trump does it too. I'm not going to exempt Trump. Trump's out there with the executive orders bypassing Congress. His supporters want to bypass Congress. You know, nobody seems to respect where's the fact the, that we have a legislative body that's supposed to be debating this stuff. Where's you know? Daddy Dictator with the wall? That's what I want to know. Yeah, I, you know, where's that damn wall? <laughs> Just kidding. Um continue <laughs> i i don't know i just I, I that was my those were all my thoughts on the interview okay so um, somebody wanted to talk about ben shapiro wop ben shapiro oh, yeah wet ass pussy i mean his response to that controversy was terrible like so he might have been able to make response? up for it he said you know how much this endless parade of jokes about me and my wife bothers me not one bit my wife and I both know that there are much more important things in a marriage than sexual satisfaction. Wow. Wow. I feel like also housekeeping, there's guilt trips, there's uh, <laughs> home repairs, there's just admitting uh, he can't please his wife. Like it just do you think he's up a bigger hall, dude? Do you think he's this stupid or do you think he's just doing this to just generate more publicity for himself? I think he's just that bad with women. Uh, that's possible. Um, yeah, it's almost like he's trying to joke, but he's actually like burning himself, you know, <laughs> like repeatedly. I, I I don't know. Maybe he is stupid. Maybe he likes it. Like the the I, owner of T-Mobile, he I says think he it's loves to be hated. So maybe he likes that. Gets a kick out of that. Yeah, he's definitely a very smart dude. These are strange things to be saying for a smart dude. I mean, he's, it's it's a self burn. I, right? I agree. I agree. So maybe he's like, yeah, but this will get me. I, I'm uh, I'm saying he's, that he's just trying to stay in the consciousness, right? Exactly. Maybe. Look, he's getting talked about on on Punk Rock Libertarians podcast. Okay. That's, yeah. That's, like that's it's working true. for him. It's only <laughs> downhill from there. For him. Like you, yeah, you get in a right. controversy with somebody. The idea is to get into a controversy with somebody that's like ten or a hundred times more famous than you. Bingo. Right. Like. Right. That, that's winning in showbiz. Well, right? that's what that's what Alyssa Milano tried to do with the uh, with her comments about Joe Rogan's podcast. You know, then then everybody started talking about her and like her comparison to him, and now she's elevated. No one knew she had a podcast before then. Now now a lot of people, a lot more people do. Good True. For her. You know? Yeah, yeah I mean, but I mean, he's not getting Shapiro's not getting more famous. He's staying in the consciousness, like you you said, but. I just don't understand the point of uh, saying something like that. That's such a self burn. Yeah, I mean, I feel like he's like smarter than than that statement. I mean, maybe he's maybe he's making a judgment error, and maybe this is going to backfire, and he's going to lose fans. But somehow, I don't. I think you know his, think <laughs> his conservative fan base is probably like, yeah, he's really sticking it to those to those 
sluts in in Hollywood or New York or the media <laughs> or the the Those you degenerates know, sticking it to the libtards or whatever. I don't whatever they say. Like he's they're probably still like yeah. I don't yeah. I don't know Kyle. What are they saying? You're one of them, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. I I don't know. Last, I, last I heard, Kyle was like all against quote unquote perpetrating the myth of the female orgasm quote <laughs> <laughs> I, that's not that's that not what, true that's what kyle said that's not true but i i did de- defend uh, ben shapiro on his initial take on uh, the wop song which i thought was you know uh, a little too risque for public for mass consumption i thought did for you children buy the single or did you buy the whole album kyle no, I just I just watched the YouTube video and oh. you know the it's like you can watch the the radio edit which the video is pretty is pretty raunchy but then you can it, it's censored it's not it's not WAP it's uh wet and gushy I think they say wet and gushy it it sounds super weird because it's not I they say cookie or something like wet ass no, cookie no it's something gushy uh wet and gushy but then like right <laughs> below that video is the is the explicit lyrics version that so you can just listen to and. It just got me thinking the accessibility, but somebody I think on this podcast said like, well, it's up to the parents to uh, monitor their kids' uh, internet usage, just like it used to be to monitor what albums they're buying and consuming. So, did your I mean, parents that's an, ever monitor the albums you were consuming? They did. Yeah, I uh, not <laughs> not music so much. I was never a big music buff, um, but video games. Like I, I remember. Um, Ninja Turtles came out with a movie when I was like uh, 12 or 13 that I really wanted to see, and it was PG-13, and my parents wanted to uh, watch it beforehand. But my mo- it's my mother in particular was very um, uh, strict as far as consumption of violence and, um, and mm-hmm. mature content. Is, is that Karen Wagner? Uh, no. <laughs> no. Is that what, about, uh, what about like South Park? Like, is that good for kids? Or are you, do you think kids are okay with that? Like... Um, you know, South Park, probably not. It's probably a bit much for kids, but they, they air Why? it later and they have, it's on cable television and they have warnings on there that this is a uh, mature content and the real I audience. Kids, I said, look, South Park, it is totally inappropriate and you probably shouldn't go to southparkstudios.com and definitely don't binge watch like all the seasons. Okay, (laughs) it's totally inappropriate to to southparkstudios.com. Yeah, I mean, their real audience is is adults, right? It's people who understand the subtext, who understand that it's dude. I I remember when it first came out. When it first came out, I was in like eleventh grade, and uh, it was blowing my mind. Yeah, eleventh grade. You're you're older. That's the I mean, audience. It still kind of blows my mind thinking about it. it, it like South Park did uh, create a lot of libertarians. Well, dude, you were. Dude, like, I like was South in Park's, like, South Park's probably second only to Ron Paul. I think I was in elementary school when that shit came out. But I, uh, I don't think I started watching it until maybe high school. I mean, I think at high school you're old enough to really appreciate the comedy. You know, I don't know. Maybe, maybe little kids enjoy it. But it's not it's not Disney's Playhouse or whatever. Or Mickey, so like Mickey's Funhouse. Like I remember the first time I saw South Park, I was in my eleventh grade. I think it was like an algebra class. It was some sort of mathematics class. And uh, <clears throat> one of my friends in that class had a VHS where he had like copied like six episodes of South Park of Comedy Central, and he was like, "Hey, dude, you got to check out this show." <laughs> 
Yeah. So that was it. That was that was my first uh, exposure to South Park. Nice. All right. What's up next? So, yeah, man. Fucking. So Isaac, you wanted to talk about Warren Buffett is buying gold. I just thought it was interesting. He was buying gold because um, that dude's been trashing gold for the longest time. Like, gold has no value. You just dig it out of the ground. Blah blah blah. And uh, he just put like millions of dollars of his assets into gold. So it makes me wonder, does this dude think that the how world economy is about to crash? Like, how, I mean, I'm just curious as to what scale we're talking about here. 266.7 million. Wow. That's sizable even for him, right? Into, I did not. Into what? My, I just into guessed go- that number. Into gold? Uh, you just made that up? Oh. I don't know the number. <laughs> I don't know. You're so smart. Well, it's important. You it's did. off the top of my head. Wasn't, it, wasn't <laughs> well, his father on, a gold advocate? Wasn't was Warren it? Buffett Sr. a gold advocate? He might have been. I, I don't that's even. possible. He's not really but like, Let's just say he dropped like $2 million on gold. Like that's what he spends on like orders. That's what I was going to say, James. Yeah. Here, I think so. it was around $200 million, though. Let's see. I think he thinks the world economy is about to crash, and that's why he did it. He must be losing faith in the dollar. I think. Well, does 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 Buffett trash gold as like he did no, before? Well, I mean, is he trashing it because you know he's about value value investing, right? And gold is not a, a value investment, right? It's not going to appreciate in value; it's just going to hold value. For right? sure, it could, For it could very well appreciate, yeah. Jared. I mean, it could appreciate, but but it's not like Bitcoin. But it's not a company, right? A company could start off in you know the basement of someone's parents' house and then turn into a multinational company, right? That's not going to happen with gold. Gold is just going to be gold. It's going to fluctuate in relationship to like the strength of the dollar and other factors, but uh, it's never going to just like skyrocket to be worth 50,000, you know, no matter what Peter Schiff says. It could, Um, you know, that would come with a loss of faith in the dollar. Um, and, I mean, yeah, sure. If, if the dollar's worth nothing, then it could be like infinite dollars. But <laughs> that's right. I just mean it's in its its value perceptually is not going to change significantly. It's just going to be it's just going to increase in value in relationship to the do- dollar, right? Well, no, no, that's what I'm trying to explain. I mean, value is subjective. Yeah, it's and subjective. It's like, and and right now you have a small percentage of the population that sees any value in gold or that wants gold. Um, but that could change, you know, if the price sure, doubles, if could, it triples, yeah. um, you know, just like Bitcoin that sucks in new people looking at gains and then they start to value gold and it can actually, you know, valuation can snowball. People start to think it's more and more and more and more valuable. So it could, it can go to the moon literally. Um, especially if the percentage of the population that thinks there's value in gold increases, you know, that's true. But I mean, just historically speaking, you haven't seen that kind of, I mean, we've seen like a slow climb, right? I, well, but yeah, sure, spikes. anything's possible. Yeah. It's the value, yeah, right. Subje- value is subjective. Mm-hmm. If everyone decides that gold is now worth fifty thousand dollars, yeah, that could that could happen. I'm just saying it's not right. His, I think Buffett's point is that it's not an investment in which the fundamentals change. The fundamentals are consistent, right? They, what they are. Jimmy Buffett's investing in. He he you put know. in five hundred sixty million in gold. Wow, so, that's hard hard that's, to believe. That's significant. Yeah, everyone's yeah. like saying he. Everyone's saying he bet against the U.S. economy, and uh, that's the ta- that's the tagline. Or so, is at least betting against the dollar. 
Yeah. That yeah. sounds I more. Mean, it's a fair, well, kind of a fair. Well, the dollar and the fact that the stock market seems to be overvalued at this point, and everyone's waiting for a correction. So maybe he maybe he does believe the correction is coming. So he wants to. Well, I think I mean on the, yeah, stock markets are doing great, but yet everybody like like the economy's in shambles. Businesses are destroyed still. Like people are out of work. Like and the stock market is booming. Like eh, something seems fishy here, right? Like yeah, there, could, there definitely could be a big correction coming, and uh, where it kind of like all of this misery catches up. And hey, you know what? You could probably make a lot of money by betting the opposite of however I invest, but shit, <laughs> yeah. shit gets crazy. Like gold is gold and everybody yeah. knows that and right. whatever shit's coming down the road. And I think we can all imagine it might get really freaking weird in the next year, two years, five years. I don't even know. Like we're going to see things that we never thought we would see and having some gold. It's not a bad, not a bad thing in that situation. So yeah. I think Warren's no, Warren's no dummy. That's why Bitcoin, I just bought some gold. Was, Bitcoin soared. I mean, you know, I, Yahoo recently, I don't know when they did it, but they added the symbol for Bitcoin, and I was able to add it to my stock tracker. Now I can follow Bitcoin and gold together, and I'm just like, oh, my God. You know, like, Bitcoin's 12,000. Gold's at, like, 2,000, you know. I, I really made a big mistake back in the day. At the time, much, I had... How much is one ounce of Bitcoin worth? <laughs> or, I don't know about an, I don't know about an ounce, but one Bitcoin is eleven thousand six hundred dollars, you know. And and at the yeah. time when I when I bought some gold, uh, it, gold was more expensive than Bitcoin. So Bitcoin soared past it. I thought it was a gimmick. I didn't think it was going to stick around. I thought some other cryptocurrency would d displace it by now. And and I've been wrong about that. And but I can I can admit that there are people like Peter Schiff who never admit that they were wrong, but like. <laughs> You know, Dude, I, I spent a bunch of Bitcoin on weed, so yeah. it's like ten Bitcoin on weed. That's like worth like a million dollars now. <laughs> that sucks, dude. It was worth it actually. I got really high. <laughs> you spent Good. ten Bitcoin on weed. Ten Bitcoin is now what a hundred and whatever it is, hundred eleven thousand dollars or something like that. Or uh, you know, okay, in, so in so one transaction, ten times twelve. Don't worry about it, though. You know, there's a hundred things like that in everyone's life. Like, we can always right. look back and be yeah, like, oh, I you don't want to look at lost gains. I always did this. Oh, you know, there's always a hundred right. different things you could have done differently to have phenomenal windfall gains. I don't now. think you're really thinking about this. So you spent a hundred, you lost a hundred and twenty thousand dollars worth on this one transaction. No, but it I wasn't got, worth that but, much. But, but Kyle, Kyle, you haven't heard this part yet. I got a quarter pound of weed, and the guy accidentally gave me a half pound. So I got twice as much weed as I would have normally gotten. Does that factor into your equation at all? Not but at Kyle, all. You, you have to look at it as, <laughs> as, as the opportunity cost at that time. What, what different things could he have done with that? Exactly, James. And I got double the bud. I know. I just in hindsight, hindsight's twenty twenty, and in hindsight, that was a huge mistake. Yeah, but, but in that same, <laughs> right, and that you made the same mistake because that it's, day, it's more like, like, it's more like spent, hindsight. You spent you spent a hundred dollars on yeah. frozen pizza when you could have gone and bought crypto with it, but you didn't. You know, yeah. so you fucked up. Well, I didn't see. It's different because I didn't. I didn't have it. Hey, uh, then hey Jared, Jared, podcast title: Kindsights four twenty. <laughs> I mean, I kind sites. You better yeah, write it down because we're not going to have anything better than that. I don't. I don't like it. I don't There's know. There's a okay, guy well, we'll who committed suicide 
after uh, telling his whole family to buy Bitcoin, he sold it when it hit a thousand, and then he saw it hit ten grand, and he was at twenty grand even, and uh, he took himself out. You never yeah, want to so do that. You never don't want to think. Never get so wrapped James up. James is it. right. You want. You don't want to think about lost opportunities. You want to think about what can I learn from that for the future to do right later. Right. Yeah. You know, I mean, I remember looking at Bitcoin. Because see, when Bitcoin first came around, it was harder to it was harder to get. Right. You had to find someone that actually had it. There were no. There. This was even like before exchanges. You know, before MT Gox. Um. But I. I, I remember. I, look- tell everyone what that was, real quick. Well, it was originally a uh, Magic the Gathering um, exchange, and then they started exchanging Bitcoin on there. But uh, yeah, I mean, it was like you know, it was hacked, and it was hacked. Yeah, it was hacked, and then everybody lost all their shit. So luckily, I didn't have it in there. Um, But uh, yeah, I remember looking at it when it was like twelve dollars and being like, "Damn, I should buy this," but it was like too much of a pain in the ass to to do it, and I just didn't. But yeah, Uh. if I had put like a thousand dollars into it. Uh, I mean, it would. I, I'd be a millionaire uh, right now. But, you know, whatever. It, like, like, like James was saying. Like, you, you, you drive yourself crazy if you just if you're like, you oh, I should have bought Microsoft. I should have bought Apple. I should have bought all this yeah. shit. Think about this though. <laughs> Isaac bought uh, weed with with crypto. Okay, the early days of crypto drugs drove the market. The the dark web, right? Like, created the need for crypto. Like w- right, without right. the drug purchases and without those drug markets, like there would have never been ten thousand dollar Bitcoin. Like, right? It That's was true. a key so part thanks, of it. Thanks, Ross like, Albrecht. Yeah. So you did your part also to help kick in, raise the value of Bitcoin by buying drugs. And the person who sold you the drugs has the bit got the Bitcoin. They did something cool with it. Somebody and they hopefully else. kept it. <laughs> or they or they paid somebody else and they kept it. Somebody has it. Maybe we, they bought, they sold it. Maybe they paid their supplier. Maybe they paid their employees. Right. Maybe they paid their rent. Maybe they maybe they bought more drugs. I don't yeah. know. Like, because yeah, if everybody matter. if everybody would have hoarded it right off the bat, it probably wouldn't have increased in value, right? Because right. right. No. no one would be using it. It wouldn't. It wouldn't have any sort of value statement attached to it. It'd just be like. So oh, I, I tried to do like it's hard for me to spend Bitcoin. Because there's so few things that I buy that it, that it's available to spend it on. But I like right. to spend it when I can. But I also like to hold it, right? So yeah, a little bit both. Uh, yeah. So I've I've kind of a like as of a, a couple of years ago, I adopted the like spend and replace. Like, oh, if I just bought something for like two hundred dollars in Bitcoin, I just make sure I go grab another two hundred. You know, like, and I don't have and to put worry it back about, in. Yeah, yeah, I just so I'm really just. So you're using the currency and then you're and then you're replacing it, yeah. And you're, nice. so you're doing both. Uh, that's a good that's strategy cool. to keep your holdings uh, secure. You guys ever heard of dollar cost averaging before? Yeah, I use that sure. for investments. Yeah, and, and I, I recommend it for crypto because the, the yeah. crashes are so harsh that it's like there's no other way to reliably get it safely. Uh, for anyone that doesn't know, that's just buying it on a frequency schedule, like once a week, once a day, once a month. Yeah. Unfortunately, like it was uh, Coinbase is the only place that I found that could do that for me to do these regular scheduled purchases. Oh, like I use Swan Bitcoin. It has less fees. Swan? Swan? Yeah, it does $10 a week and it has no like really low fees. Coinbase has ridiculously high fees. Yeah, Coinbase is a little sketchy. It was it was Coinbase uh, works. You know, 
but what yeah. I what I liked about Coinbase was it it just it could do those regular things for me. I could set it. I had yeah. a whole schedule. You could do on. every day on Coinbase. Yeah, I mean Coinbase dollar like, fee every day, but Coinbase was the first place that I yeah. actually bought Bitcoin from. Like as soon as Coinbase opened and just allowed you to buy Bitcoin with a credit card, I instantly bought Bitcoin. And then every every altcoin they add goes up in value because it's on Coinbase. So yeah, well, yeah, I don't fuck with the altcoins. Shoot up through the roof. Well, Monero is one that's worth buying. Uh, Jared, I thought you guys were really into the altcoins. Yeah, I mean, during the initial like crazy, um, you know, Bitcoin boom or a crypto boom of like what was that two years ago now? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, we got into them because it was like, oh, now you can just like buy all these like shit coins and then hope they go to the moon and then cash them out. And, but I mean, it was a waste. Did McAfee ever eat his dick? (laughs) No, I don't think he did. He came out and said that he would not do that. Well, he's the fraud. Yeah. So, okay, guys, we're, we're about out of time here. We're going to take things over to the after hours. If you hit us up at patreon.com forward slash punk rock libertarians, um, and if you contribute a minimum of $1 per month, you will gain access to our After Hours program. And uh, on our After Hours program tonight, we're, uh, we have a, scheduled, a special guest book. So that, that's all I'm going to say. And then uh, we also have t-shirts over at libertariancountry.com. If you type in the code PRL, you'll receive a 10% discount. If you spend $50 or more and use the code PRL2, you'll receive a 20% discount. This this podcast is brought to you in part by Conversations About Freedom Podcast, hosted by Moral Bob. Until next time, live free or die. You can't justify killing by economic gain For God, country, and democracy You can put freedom in death point in a fine land You support the troops that bring them home I believe the jokes will do the best for you And I believe that we have the power Have the power I hate the state And I know I'm a slave Make the break, break the power, break the power. Society of individuals, nothing more than not interference with natural rights. With a virtuous person fully comprehends the non-aggression principle, the violence of the state becomes absolute.